what's going on beautiful people the black okage here aka tvh and to be honest i'd like to welcome you guys back to my show hokage thoughts the show where ain't no hoes but we do think out loud here on apple Podcasts, spotify or whatever you choose to listen to this show today in which i'm recording is june 27 2020 and this is the third show in a row and is that because i love recording every week not really uh it's because i got advertisers that i have to appease and um listen man you know i like making money and it was only made possible by you guys out there rating this podcast five stars on apple podcast so do me a favor if you haven't already open this go open your app apple podcast go on search hokage thoughts and rate this shit five stars it helps move my show up the algorithm which brings in new listeners which brings in more advertisers now if you want to personally financially support the show you can donate whatever see if you i can't talk uh, you can donate whatever you see fit by donating to my cash app at dollar sign the black hokage 08 if you're watching the video version at uh, youtube.com slash the black hokage it'll be on the top left right there that's dollar sign the black hokage 08 if you enjoy the show and you want to hit the cash app now before we get into the show you know i got a few quick bite stories for you i got a few like gaming news stories not a lot but um i i, I asked on twitter for some like some questions some topic suggestions and y'all came through there was a lot of topic suggestions or like questions um so this is gonna be a very question i just got some damn white stuff on my fucking lips bro like i'm out here sucking dick um <laughs> fucking um so yeah i know y'all love the question so it's gonna be a question heavy show so let's get into it with the quick bites um first things first you guys might have not heard this is a pretty funny story that i wanted to bring up let me switch over to my article shit um twitch is being sued for 25 million dollars over suggestive streamers uh basically some simp is streaming twitch for 25 million dollars because there's so many attractive women on twitch and he just can't turn the fucking thing off um okay so a twitch viewer from california has submitted a civil complaint seeking 25 million dollars in damages from twitch for exposing them to overly suggestive and sexual content from various female streamers while using the site based on court documents obtained by dextero the plaintiff eric whatever uh has previously sued microsoft sony nintendo and blizzard submitted the formal complaint to the court on june 15th seeking uh seeking a lawsuit so basically this man is just looking for a come up he's uh sued microsoft sony nintendo blizzard me you your mama um now he's serving papers to twitch because those other ones didn't work uh for official summons on the 19th uh according to the complaint filed in the santa clara superior court of california uh the plaintiff suffers from several medical issues that require him to rely heavily on the internet for all of his internet uh entertainment as well as ocd and sex addiction which the complaint uh claims that twitch only makes worse twitch has extremely exacerbated his condition by displaying many sexually suggestive women streamers through twitch's twisted program twist what the fuck twitch's twisted programming netcode i missed that part this nigga refill <laughs> This nigga referred, he referred to Twitch as twisted programming, um, the complaint states. Um, it's making it nearly impossible for the plaintiff to use Twitch without being exposed to such sexual content. Um, uh, he says there he's following over 700 female streamers and zero male streamers. According to the complaint, he argues that the site doesn't offer a way to filter streamers by gender. Therefore, he's forced to choose a game or category to watch with thumbnails showing scantily clad women alongside men. Um, this is such bullshit, bro. First of all, for those of you unaware, uh, gaming is almost split down the middle. From the last time I read, 
the average gamer is 35 years old because you know gamers have grown up uh since the 80s and 90s um and i think it's i think it's women are representing like 49 percent of the community and 51 percent is men so it's almost 50 50. so if you go on twitch it's not hard to find a male streamer or a female streamer no matter what directory you're in honestly i never have a problem so i don't even understand this whole argument uh we need a gender filter that's bullshit. first of all you sound like a woman hater that you need a gender filter i only want to watch men because the, the women are just fo so fucking sexy and all this other shit. also there are plenty of women this this whole conversation is weird to me there are plenty of women that he might de that he would deem not sexually clad they are fully clothed they wear turtlenecks on stream and play fortnite there are women like that so that's a crock of shit you choose to wear you choose to watch the women who choose to show skin which by the way that doesn't make them a hoe uh like dudes really need do need to get off like i think a lot of things are, are um exaggerated but i do think a lot of men need to get off this whole argument like maybe maybe she's showing a little bit of cleavage because it's hot in her place and maybe she just wants to be comfortable like think about when your dick gets stuck to your fucking thigh you don't want to be wearing no tight ass pants do you you want to wear something you want to wear some basketball shorts during the summer because it's uncomfortable when your dick gets stuck to your fucking thigh you just want to be comfortable it's the same thing with a woman maybe she's letting her titties breathe god damn also i like titties who gives a fuck anyways <laughs> i just don't understand this fucking argument bro um in addition twitch also takes advantage of the planet for many other sexually addicted viewers by allowing them to subscribe donate or pay bits to these women streamers he continues twitch uses this immediate gratification reward system against their sexually addicted viewers no different than how a casino would no 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 this is not how a casino this is not like a casino you choose to donate to these women and it gives you a rush and makes you feel like they're your girlfriend or your wife or you niggas is weird you need father figures you need mentors this is one of the weirdest fucking lawsuits that i've ever seen and then he goes on to list all the women that have betrayed him uh amrith st peach jade the jaguar jade the jaguar <laughs> pink sparkles little chipmunk ah uh, missy rose uh lenity pokimane velvet seven loser fruit um and in requesting relief the complaint wants all the streamers listed above permanently banned for violating twitch's terms of service along with 25 million dollars that's another thing that stood out to me in this story where did you get that number from bro i doubt i doubt this dude spent 25 million dollars in donations on these women not that he was gonna get it back even if he did but where did you get that number how much damage what the fuck are you talking about doug i listen man if anything what this story proves is fathers stay in your son's lives is very important we got a lot of weird ass men i always i always 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 preach that i i, I hate the argument that uh, a lot of dudes make when they say when it comes to children they'll be like i don't want a daughter bro uh, boys are easier to raise and i've always ha hated that argument because if men were easier if boys were easier to raise into men then it wouldn't be a bunch of bitch ass niggas running around okay a lot of y'all a lot of y'all display feminine traits y'all dog out women for no fucking reason everyone's a hoe everyone's a thought um you're, you're socially inept listen bro stay in your son's lives this shit is important be a mentor to somebody. Be a mentor to your nigga. Because now we got motherfuckers suing people over. Niggas are suing people over the internet because they're attractive. I've never donated to any of these women. I uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. These are dark times we're living in. Niggas is bored because COVID-19. Niggas is fucking bored. That's beside the point. That's, I just wanted to put that out there. I thought that shit was funny. Um, stay in your son's lives. Other stories. Uh, la, 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 la. Oh, I wanted to give a quick shout out. Let's, let's move on to something more positive. Uh, quick shout out to uh, people. People seem to like when I shout out like content that I like. Um, I don't watch a lot of content because usually I don't have a lot of time. Let me get some water real quick. My mouth is getting dry. I got that cotton mouth. 
shout out for this podcast goes to the peer to peer podcast. Um, people in my Twitch stream kept asking me what's uh, what's what's a podcast that I listen to other than my own, and I'm like, well, yeah, like I'm just listening in my damn podcast. I only listen to it when I edit it. I know what the fuck I said. I said get money. Um, <laughs> but one podcast I do like listening to. Um, one of my favorite podcasts was Tax Stone's podcast, but he got locked up. So uh, I watch Joe Button, but I've already brought that up. Um, another one that I listen to is the peer to peer podcast with agent and legend of winning legend of winning, uh, who goes by low. I just found out that that's what his name meant. Cause like, I've been listening to their show for like a couple months now and he kept referring to himself as like low. I was like, what the fuck does low mean? And then my Twitch chat told me that it, it's his YouTube channel, legend of winning. He makes like basketball videos. And I pulled his channel up last night. I was like, Oh, I seen this dude's videos before. Um, so yeah, I fuck with them. Um, what do they talk about on the show? Just general life things going on in the gaming community. Kind of similar to mine um i think it's really interesting when they talk about their experiences with women and stuff like that and the things that they've learned um it's just a podcast where they talk about life and gaming and everything going on in the community and stuff uh, if you like different perspectives and entertainment check out the peer-to-peer podcast if you're following me on youtube you should be able to see it right now youtube.com slash the black okage that's where the video version of this podcast is i'm showing it on the screen right now uh if you're just listening to the audio go on youtube and search peer to peer and you'll find it they got like fifty thousand subs at the moment it's pretty dope check them out Shout out to them. Let's end that on some positivity. All right, uh, let's move on to the notes. Let's get into the show. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the game and not to do crazy, not to do crazy, not to do crazy. Then I'm gonna get into the questions that I gotten from you guys. Um, the first big story coming out of gaming in the past week. It's sad to see they die. They say the good die young. Mixer is shutting down. Like three or four days ago, it was announced that Microsoft-owned live streaming platform Mixer, competitor to Twitch, Facebook Gaming, and the new china one lovo or whatever uh is shutting down and they are merging with facebook um they said if you're a mixer partner they're going to try to you'll automatically get partnership on facebook gaming and they'll try to match your partnership uh contract as best as possible um anybody who bought like their version of bits i think they're called embers they'll be reimbursed or some shit like that um and the official shutdown of the mixer service will be on july 22nd 2020 um my initial reaction to this was like i thought it was kind of funny because like i always thought mixer wasn't the best it kind of sucked but then like i sat back and i thought about it i was like that's not a good reaction like that's like a childish like kind of knee-jerk reaction like ah the competition but the reality is mixer shutting down is not a good thing um competition is always good if mixer continued to improve its platform and grow um that means twitch would have got better that means facebook gaming would have got better that means youtube would have got better and as we as content creators um we want we always want the platform to put the content creator first we always want them to implement features that benefit us instead of them and when there's a monopoly it's more likely that things are going to be benefiting the the winners the the main winners or whatever so i think actually this shutting down is a bad thing um and it sucks to see too because also a lot of people lost their jobs um i mean and from the top down too because what's really fucked up about this situation for those of you unaware apparently microsoft did not even tell them um the way we found out is the same way they found out and which was on twitter literally the, the official mixer account tweeted out yo we're shutting down good luck nigga good luck it's always fubu and the people who work there like management and all of them apparently they didn't even know this is like this is this is an order that came from the top 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 executives so like all the supervisors and managers they didn't even know at mixer all the partner managers they didn't know so everybody's out of a job um the people who are mixer partners they're out of a job this is their source of income and they're forced to basically lift their shit up and go to facebook or twitch or whatever so i think it's a very fucked up situation and just another example of why if you want to be a content creator you should not put all your eggs in one basket 
people are like why you do a podcast this is why i do a podcast it brings in different money for me so i don't have to sit there and rely on twitch i don't have to rely on Twi- uh youtube i don't have to rely on merch i have multiple different sources of income and this is why it's important to diversify your portfolio if you want to get into content creation why are you why are you doing skincare on instagram why not <laughs> why not bro if there's a bag available and it's legal it's legal and it's positive who gives a fuck mind your business this is let this be an example um that's that's kind of like the human side of me now the more logical business side of me, things of me i'm not surprised people seem to be really surprised by this i'm not surprised um unfortunately microsoft has a very shitty um track record when it comes to trying to support things um this is the third time in my opinion they've done something like this um microsoft has a shitty record of in my opinion the only the only reason microsoft is one of the richest companies in the world is because of windows they came out at the right time with their windows os and like it's just kind of become the standard on pc uh they've they've got a monopoly on the os business um so like they that's that's the majority where their money comes from but in terms of everything else mixer no not mixer but microsoft does it usually fails i mean look and and the reason microsoft fails at other business ventures other than their windows os is because a lot of their products are knee-jerk reactions i don't feel like microsoft is innovating um and what i mean is here this is what i mean and this is why mixer shutting down is not a surprise to me um what did what did microsoft do when the ipod came out they did a knee-jerk reaction they said oh they Apple's making a lot at, the, at one point. The iPod was innovative and new when it first came out. They was like, oh, Apple's making a lot of money. So let's come out with our own MP3 player. And they came out with the Zune. They didn't ever fully supported the Zune. They didn't really put any unique features on it. In my opinion, the Zune was better than the Apple. It had like a better interface and shit, but it didn't have any like unique features that could draw people over from the iPod. So the Zune failed. They shut it down early. Next product that failed the Microsoft phone. You guys remember those? What was the Microsoft phone or the, uh, the, the Windows phone? I mean, a knee-jerk reaction to Apple and Android success. They said, oh, smartphones are a thing. iOS is really nice. Android's really nice. Um, besides the security footage on their phones, uh, camera, but uh, <laughs> security cam footage. He's like, we want our own smartphone, so we're gonna do the Windows phone. They came out with the Windows phone. Interface was fucking trash. They did nothing to fucking innovate. Nobody wanted to make apps for the uh, Windows phone, so they shut down the Windows phone. This is kind of like a three-peat right here. What is Mixer? Mixer is a knee-jerk reaction to Twitch, probably Twitch and YouTube. Microsoft saw how much money there was in content creation and owning a own platform, and instead of building their own grassroots platform, from for those of you unaware, Mixer used to be another site that went by this uh, went by the name Beam, B E A M Beam. I remember this because I made my username on there to claim it just in case that site ever popped off. Um, and the only thing that they was different between Beam and Twitch is like they had like less um latency when they stream less reaction times or whatever that's not the point uh microsoft found beam and they didn't want to create their own platform so microsoft bought beam and then they rebranded it as mixer um and then mixer became a thing um but the problem with mixer was it's not a grassroots it's not a grassroots um it's not a grassroots platform the reason youtube is successful is youtube came out when um what like 05 06 and people just got on there regular everyday people they saw the potential in it they started uploading videos and um, the communities community started building same thing with twitch twitch used to be just in tv but twitch officially was born in 2011 um grassroots gamers hopped on there created communities doing things and they have a strong foundation because of it and amazon bought twitch because of it like amazon bought twitch because they saw the value in twitch it was a growing budding grassroots community 
Microsoft bought Beam and turned it into Mixer as a knee-jerk reaction to Twitch. But the problem with Beam is Beam never had a grassroots community. It never it never built a foundation. What 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 happened was Microsoft bought Beam, turned it into Mixer, and pumped a bunch of money into Mixer. And the thing is, you can't what what Smack say? You can copy the style, but you can't copy the respect. They paid Ninja, they paid Shroud, and you could pay them, but where's the rest of the community? You know what I'm saying? Like YouTube has been around for like what almost 20 years almost. You can copy the style, you can't copy the respect. And at some time, at some point, the only reason Microsoft doesn't give a fuck is because they get so much money off the Windows OS. But if we're being totally real here, Microsoft products, they kind of suck other than Windows. Um, but it's one of those things like they have a product that's so fucking good. It doesn't matter that their other stuff fails. Kind of like, uh, oh, not nah, Google's not. Oh, fuck it. That's beside the point. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully people get back on their feet. I see a lot of Mixer partners going to Facebook, a lot of them going to Twitch. They're converting partnerships over and shit. Uh, hopefully people who lost their jobs with Mixer, they uh they find they get on their feet and they find jobs. It sucks to see. Microsoft needs to stop doing this shit. They really need to stop doing this shit because uh, people you fucking with people's livelihoods. Uh, people really invested their time and their effort into your platform and at bare minimum at bare minimum you couldn't even send out an email like a week ahead of time letting people know the website was shutting down so people could be mentally prepared you just put out a tweet that that's why I, that's why i never want to work for nobody bro that's some bullshit they say good luck <laughs> uh so r.i.p to mixer we hardly knew ye. pour out a 40 ounce for them uh what other gaming stories do i have for you um since the last podcast uh crash bandicoot 4 was announced um i actually was really surprised by this yo this is a new glitch on twitch if you can't see it right now youtube.com slash the black okage whenever i fucking boot up a video on twitch i mean youtube whenever i boot up a video it runs the ad and then it doesn't play the video half the damn time hopefully it'll play the video right here this shit's annoying okay it did that time okay um so crash bandicoot 4 was announced it's called crash bandicoot what it's about time which is i guess is a play on oh it's time for a new one I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm playing the trailer right now. This does nothing for me. Um, I, I'm gonna be honest. Crash Bandicoot is one of the most overrated franchises in gaming history. I would argue mechanically, it's not even fun. It's the character is fucking stupid to me. And honestly, it's nostalgia. I feel like why people get so happy about uh, Crash Bandicoot. He was the first like PlayStation mascot, so people have nostalgia for their childhood. But is Crash Bandicoot a top tier platformer? Can Crash Bandicoot? Can it compete with the Super Mario's of the world, the the Jack and Daxter's, the Sly Cooper's, the Ratchet and Clank? Is it on that tier of platformer? No, no, it's not. So I don't even get it. Like this game doesn't look. Good. I'm gonna be honest to you. This looks like they took the re the. It looks like it's running off the same engine that they did the remaster of the Crash trilogy on. They took that engine. They was like, you know, let's let's do something else with this engine. And now they're just kind of squeezing whatever they can out of the engine, and they're making Crash Bandicoot Four out of it. Um, does the game look terrible? no but i'm just not a big fan of him personally maybe you'll like it i don't know like it just looks clunky to me it looks colorful and but uh, i don't know y'all like y'all like y'all was asking for crash bandicoot 4 it comes out october 2 uh, october 2nd 2020 you can pre-order now i don't know man I, I think i'm gonna crash down i'm gonna crash this into the next uh, subject just putting it out there that it's coming out it's 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 not for me yeah um another piece of gaming news is cyberpunk was once again delayed um cd project red put this uh, statement out we've decided to move the launch for cyberpunk from september 17th to november 19th 
those of you who are familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something which is not ready ready when done is not just a phase we say because it sounds right it's something we live by even when we know we'll take the heat for it at the same time we are fully aware that making such a decision costs us your trust and trading your trust for additional time is one of the hardest decisions a game developer can make and despite we think it's the right decision for the game we still like to apologize for making you wait longer our intention is to make cyberpunk 2077 something that you will stay with for years to come and end we hope you understand blah 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 i'm not reading all this shit um basically what they're saying is they need more time to work on the game and i'm not gonna lie ethos has been hyping up cyberpunk everybody's been hyping up the community's been hyping up cyberpunk the cyberpunk is starting to enter that um kingdom hearts final fantasy 7 remake range with me where it's like is this game ever gonna come out and if it does is it gonna live up to the hype because they keep pushing back the goalposts and I'm not gonna lie, they keep pushing it back saying that they need more time to work on the game. From my understanding, the game's been done for like the last year. Like the actual story, the world is put together. They're just polishing the game. Um, that's what they're that's what they're working on, and they need a few more months. And I can't help but wonder, did they find like a game breaking bug? Did they keep finding game breaking bugs? And that's why they keep having to push it back to try to solve the, the issue in the code or whatever. I'm telling you, if they keep pushing this game back, it's going to raise expectations so high that they're never going to be able to live up to them. And the expectations are already high enough because these are the same people that made The Witcher 3. Um, I feel like they might be cracking under the pressure. I don't wish failure upon this game. I hope it's good, um, especially because um, they just had a, a, a media blitz. They did a media blitz for the game um, this past week. Uh, not only was it delayed, but journalists got some hands on time with it. So a lot of first impression videos dropped as well as they did like a live stream showing off some new gameplay. I'll be honest with you the gameplay did nothing for me uh it still looks good it still looks good I'm st i still want to play it but i don't feel like they showed enough that was like oh like this is whoa this is really worth the way like this is really gonna take it to the next level it just reinforced that like uh i look forward to it um i wish they would have showed a little bit more gameplay it was a lot of cutscenes and talking and shit um i advise if you want to look up gameplay i advise you look up some people's first impressions you'll get a better idea of the game versus uh people versus just like the natural gameplay so, I don't know. I just I wanted to put that question out there. Is Cyberpunk in the same realm? You remember, I, I never thought Kingdom Hearts 3 was going to come out, and eventually it did. Same thing with the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Um, I guess the counter argument to that would be was like the Final Fantasy 7 remake was worth it, even when we, we had to wait a long time. But then the counter argument to that would be Kingdom Hearts 3 wasn't worth it. Even some of the biggest Kingdom Hearts fans that I know say the Kingdom Hearts 3 was not worth it. Some of you might like it. I'm not talking to you because I know you listening right now. You're probably like, what? I fucking love Kingdom Hearts 3. I, I love that boring ass combat in Donald the Goofy. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the masses. I've heard a lot of people say that they weren't big fans of it. That shit sucked to me. Um, uh, so hopefully this game comes out. Just letting you know it was delayed again in case you did not know. Um, other gaming news. What do we got for you? Pokemon Snap was announced. A new Pokemon Snap. There was a new Nintendo. Uh, I think it was a Nintendo Direct. Honestly, I don't know. I was, my sleep schedule was fucked up, y'all. Um, I, I went from waking up at like 9, 10 in the morning to now I'm waking up at like 1 p.m. and shit. So I'd be missing the press conference and shit. My bad. My bad. I think it was a Nintendo Direct. I'm trying. I'm trying. A nigga bought some melatonin, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. I'm excited. So a new Pokemon Snap was uh, announced. Listen, if you're just a wee lad and you weren't old enough to remember, there was this great game on the Nintendo 64 called Pokemon Snap. And basically, it was a game about taking pictures of Pokemon. It sounds stupid as hell, but it was really fun. It was an on-rail shooter, like kind of like Star Fox, where like you played a Pokemon trainer who rode around on this roller coaster, 
and there were Pokemon all throughout the island and shit, and you had to take pictures of them. And the cooler poses you got, the more points you got. So it became like a competitive thing amongst friends because you would have to do like certain things, like throw an apple or something at the Pikachu to make them do like break dance and shit um, to get to get the coolest pictures and shit like that. It sounds stupid as hell, but it's one of those games like it's very it was very relaxing to play. Very different, very innovative. You, it, only Nintendo can make a game about a nigga taking pictures like <laughs> and make that shit lit i can't explain it it's one of those games you would just have to play for yourself the only thing i don't like about this announcement i like the fact that it's coming back because i've been saying they need to make pokemon snap 2 and also they need to make uh diddy kong racing 2 um the only thing i don't like about this announcement is the fact that it's not called pokemon snap 2 it's called new pokemon snap nintendo can we stop doing this okay the marketing on some of your shit is awful like when we went from the wii to the wii u that's very confusing for just a casual gamer new pokemon snap just call it pokemon snap 2 um hopefully too also this has like a nice story in it it'd be lit it'd be lit if they had a co-op mode in this um that you could play with friends like online and you could have an actual like it'd be two people in the thing and like two camera lenses on the on the screen uh not lenses but like you know like curses on the screen and like whoever takes the best pictures the most points at the end wins make it like a competitive access esports pokemon snap imagine esports pokemon snap that shit would be lit the photography community is going crazy uh, <laughs> also i hope this is uh supported with uh dlc uh and like post-game content don't just make it like a story i feel like this is a game that would be easy to drop like new dlc for new animations and stuff because i mean that's really all it's about trying to get the best animations possible um sounds stupid as hell if you're young and you don't remember you're not old enough to remember the original pokemon snap just take my word for it this series is fire. I'm not saying that this game will be good, but the I did like the original one. It was one of my favorite games as a child. You know what Pokemon game did suck though? Hey you Pikachu. Fuck that game forever. If you don't know what Hey You Pikachu is, back when I was a wee lad, there was this game that came out on the Nintendo 64 called Hey You Pikachu. It came with a microphone. The mic uh, the same microphone that looks like it's on your cheap ass fucking Turtle Beach headset, okay? Just sucked. You plugged the microphone into the N64 controller and you had to shout shit at Pikachu and to make him go on an adventure um that's why it was called hey you pikachu it was like it was like like you know siri on the iphone it was like siri before siri but you weren't talking to siri you were talking to fucking pikachu and you had to make him do like specific things to complete the mission and shit but the game didn't work because voice commands it was the 90s they were nintendo was ahead of his time like the idea was unique but the technology wasn't ready so like i remember my friend had that shit and i would go over his house and you'd just be yelling at Pikachu! Fucking run! Hey, Pikachu! And Pikachu would just fucking, like, stare at you. Huh? Huh? You know how, like, your dog... Like, can I pet that dog? You know how your dog, like, just stares with his head turned to the side and shit? He'd be like, hey, you Pikachu! Fucking use the electric attack! And he would just look at you. Huh? 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 Every fucking thing. I mean, that game was awful. Fuck that game. Why did I even bring up Hey, You Pikachu? Probably because I was talking about Pokemon Snap. You know, when I was in high school, I used to occasionally dab a cotton ball with alcohol and then proceed to clean my face. But looking back, I was a fool because all I did was dry my skin out and then cause breakouts. It's just not a lot of info out there to help men improve their hygiene. I needed guidance. I needed something like today's sponsor, Hawthorne. Hawthorne is a hygiene brand with men in mind. Simplicity and high quality products are the name of the game. Simply fill out their quiz on their website and then they'll suggest the best products based on your answers. The best part is the quiz only takes a couple minutes so it won't take up too much of your time. I'm a big fan of the shampoo and conditioner because it helps thicken my hair. Their lotion not only moisturizes my skin but it's also non-greasy and their cologne is just, it has this nice masculine scent to it. But 
it was time to venture out and try something new. Recently, I started using their facial scrub, and boy, was I surprised. My face felt hydrated, refreshed, and energized after using Hawthorne's facial scrub. The funny part is, when my girl and I were lying in the bed after I used the facial scrub, she rubbed my face and she commented on how much smoother and clean it felt, and you know I love them compliments. That being said, if you're not a big fan of their products upon receiving your order, know that Hawthorne is a risk-free investment. Hawthorne provides free shipping and free returns. And since Hawthorne is a sponsor of the show, be sure to head on over to Hawthorne.co, and that's Hawthorne with an E, and use promo code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co, and use code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase at Hawthorne.co. And last but not least, what I got on my notes for gaming news to briefly talk about is there is a rumor so the original rumor was um rocksteady games was working on a justice league game then the rumor became rocksteady games is working on a batman quarter owls game like some illuminati shit and now the rumor is rocksteady's working on a suicide squad game at this point i don't know what the fuck to believe the reason this rumor became a thing is because internet uh, domains have been registered. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League.com, Suicide Squad Game.com, and Gotham Knights Game.com have been registered. Uh, so people think that there's a Suicide Squad game coming. I'm not, this is just a rumor. Take it all with a grain of salt. Um, if this is true, hypothetically speaking, I will say if a Suicide Game Squad game is real, please have co op. That's all. That's, that's the only reason I brought this article up. Please have co op. That would be lit to play this game with your friends and hopefully it has like a good story like imagine like four batmans running around with different like abilities and shit although how would that camera work um but if it is real just make sure it has co-op and online co-op too online drop in drop out co-op that's all i had to say i just dribbled a little water on my my shirt but y'all if you saw the video version you might see it fuck you i'm banning anybody flips that um, all right, that's all I got for the gaming side of things, We're like the 30 minute mark or something like that. Uh, so let's get into the questions that I got from you guys. If you're unfamiliar, if you would like to submit a question for a future episode of Hokage Thoughts, follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore I Keep It Real. Every time I'm about to drop an episode, I always tweet out, hey, it's, I'm paraphrasing, it's something along the lines of, hey, I'm working on show notes for the next episode. If you guys want to submit any topics or questions, reply to this tweet with your topic or suggestion or question or whatever. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. And the first question comes from uh, Lucy Club Studios. And he said, if you had a chance to run any gaming development company in the world, what company would you run and what changes would you bring to that company as well? Uh, I'd probably pick EA. There's so many different gaming companies, but most companies only own like one or two like prominent game franchises. I would probably own EA because they hold so much power. Uh, one of the reasons people hate EA is not just because of all the microtransactions and the shitty business practices. They hate EA because they own a large number of our favorite titles. Let's see. Um, EA, uh, hold up, EA Games Catalog. Let's just go full screen. Plus games library, EA site. I know they own Mass Effect. They own Mass Effect, fucking FIFA, Apex Legends, um, genres, platforms. God damn, just list the fucking games. Oops. Oh no, don't play that, don't play that. Oops. For those of you on the work, now this clip is gonna show up on the video version. Ezekiel Elliott from the Cowboys, he raided me on Twitch. Uh, and at first he didn't want to raid me. It was kind of funny, because in the clip he was like, hold up, they, 
They fucking aunties? Oh, I'm already like halfway through the clip. Let me see. I'll let it play. He was like, I think it was Scooter Magruder. He 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 suggested to raid me, and he was like, hold up, I can't raid this guy. He talking about fucking aunties. Oh, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot raid you. That? Oh no. What is he cussing? He about fucking somebody auntie. <laughs> All right, there you can hear it right there. You should be able to hear it in the audio. He was like generally surprised. That's when that's when Ezekiel found out. He was like, oh, well, Twitch ain't about just playing games. They fucking aunties over here. He's like, I can't raid this dude. And he, he still ended up raiding me. So shout out to shout out to Zeke for the raid. Anyway, it, it was funny too. If you weren't in the Twitch, but if you weren't in the stream, by the way, when he raided me, it was funny. Because I don't, for those of you unaware, I guess y'all be thinking I'd be joking. I don't watch football. I don't know anything about the NFL. Um, that's why when people were like, because I'm from DC, for those of you unaware, people be like, fuck the Redskins. I'll be like, fuck the Redskins too. I don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> people got so excited. Yo, is that the real Zeke? Is that the real Zeke talk? Rating TBA showing love. I was like, who's Ezekiel Elliott? I was like, is he important? And everybody in the chat just started fucking roasting me. It was like, you don't know. He's like top five in the fucking league, you idiot. I was like, oh, my bad. I was like, shout out to him. I was like, is he good? I was like, oh, true. Shout out to Zeke. So shout out to him on the podcast. <laughs> but that's not the question. That's not the point. Let's get back to your question. EA. Yeah, they own a lot of everybody's favorite games. Um, let's see. EA games. Games by EA. Let's search that. Game by EA. Fucking. I know they own Mass Effect, Apex Legends, Star Wars Battlefront, Battlefield, The Sims, Madden, Need for Speed, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Skate. EA, uh, UFC, Plants vs. Zombies, A Way Out, Dragon Age, Titanfall, NHL. Like, if you... People hate their business practices, but the real reason I feel like they hate it is the combination, Dead Space. They hate their business practices, and they hate the fact that they own some of the best games in the community. Crisis. Like, the list goes on. EA has a serious catalog. Um, so, like, I would probably try to take a helm of EA. And the reason being is I would try to clean up their business practices so they can clean up their image. They don't need to squeeze a dollar out of every fucking gamer. So clean up the microtransactions, make no games pay to win. I think microtransactions are a necessary evil. Um, Sony, a Sony executive said that like, don't be surprised if the price of games go up in the PS5 and the Xbox Series X era, the next generation of gaming. Cause he was like, it's hard to sustain development costs um, when we're uh, of AAA games like we got to at the end of the day it is a business i understand everybody wants these high quality games but it is a business and these people need to make back need to make back their money so i think personally microtransactions are a necessary evil in order to keep games at 60 dollars. i just don't think it's necessary to make games pay to win like why can't you just make microtransactions about skins every game can have custom skins in it okay that's all we need to do we don't need to do no extra shit um but yeah also, with that, with that Sony exec, I think one of the going into the next generation, if I can make an ex, uh, a suggestion for if anybody in the games industry who makes games is listening to this, everything doesn't because he was saying that like the average AAA game um, takes like one hundred and fifty million dollars to make. Uh, I know Destiny there was like five hundred million. And he's like, that's not including that's not even including marketing. Um, and he was saying the average like uh, he said like 20 to 30 hour game takes like 150 million dollars to make if you want the beautiful cutscenes, the unique gameplay and you know the music and the voice acting and shit like that and my question to the gaming industry is like why does every game have to be like that who said that every game needs to be like that uh i'm gonna I'm be honest i'm at a point in my life where i said this a million times i'm tired of 100 hour games the only 100 hour game you'll catch me playing is uh assassin's creed that's the exception because i've been playing assassin's creed since i was a kid I'm not a super Persona fan. I'm not playing Persona 5. I love its OST, but the game's like 150 hours. I'm not playing it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so like who, I don't think everybody's asking for 100 hour games. Like, 
me personally i i think the sweet spot now is like eight to 20 hours uh i'm cool with a game being eight to 20 hours and being 60 dollars. like so you guys can cut back on how long games are we don't need to pad our fucking game there's a lot of padding in uh the last of us too that's one of my criticisms um, i'm not done with the game i'm almost done by the way um so probably next next podcast there will be a last of us 2 review uh that's one of the problems with that game there's a lot of padding and unnecessary shit in there like flashbacks and i'm like i think that's one of my biggest criticisms of the game compared to the first one the pacing is just off um in the last of us 2 and that's because the last of us 2 in my opinion has more fat than the last of us 1 so every game does not need to be 100 hours um find that happy middle ground so i would take over ea um change their business practices um put more mass effect out um that's 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 the main thing i would do with the company i I feel like that answer was terrible anyways uh next question comes from might be christian um why did i pick up this question actually ignore that one i don't okay next question uh (laughs) the next question is coming from damn yell and he says when looking for a video editor does it matter if they have a large following no it does not matter if you're trying to be a video editor and make money the only thing that follow first of all why would having a large following even matter if you're trying to be a video editor for someone the only thing that matters is quality content have a portfolio on deck maybe have like a highlight reel of some of your edits that you've done for like previous people if you don't have a highlight reel you've done for other people maybe considering like what's what's the word i'm looking for um interning for somebody doing a few videos for somebody for free editing a few videos for somebody for free so you can create a portfolio and then you can start charging people um maybe even get some uh not letter of recommendation but like some reviews and content creators that you worked with like hey could you put in a good word for me like put out a tweet like would you mind tweeting out hey i really enjoyed working with this video editor or x y and z he's punctual creates great content and he's affordable then what you do is you 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 copy the link to that tweet and you create a document like a resume be like hey this content creator shouted me out this content creator shouted me out here's my portfolio um that's what i would do create a resume like that create a resume and a portfolio that's what i would do um but the following doesn't matter i think the quality of the because my thing is like why would your following matter if your goal is to edit for somebody else that definitely doesn't matter i think the quality of your content does i think your drive matters and your ability to go get it most people's dms are open slide in people's dms and be like hey are you looking for an editor what is this fucking whatever uh so that's what i would say to you uh the next question comes from kid drummer 18 and he says when is the perfect time to ask the chick you talking to to be your girlfriend um all right this is like this is like a young nigga question bro and also i think you're young because your name is kid drummer 18 a lot of times people put their age in their name or they they email uh so i'm gonna guess you're around you're between the ages of 18 and 21 um i'm gonna be honest with you this is probably gonna be an unpopular opinion but this is just which by the way when people ask just a disclaimer when people ask me these questions understand that my word is not law these are people asking me my opinions and this is me trying to answer them to the best of my ability you can do whatever you want with my information that i give you um but my word is not law just putting a disclaimer out there anyways um he has when's the perfect time to ask a chick to talk you're talking to to be your girlfriend um like i said you sound kind of young i'm gonna be honest with you big dog you should never ask a woman to be your girlfriend never um you can ask a woman out you could date the woman but uh in my humble opinion uh (laughs) there's a saying like these chicks is always choosing it's true they are always choosing like they say that twitch is not a dating site no 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 it's not a dating site for you because you're not lit i'm I'm not speaking to you specifically kid drummer but like a lot of these women on twitch they be choosing dog trust me uh that's not the point uh you should always let the woman choose you 
um if you guys have been talking and you've been dating and like you really feel like it's going well eventually there will be a point where that woman will ask you so what are we and then if you feel like you have feelings for that woman and you want to commit to her then commit to her but you as a man i don't feel like you should ever be looking for no damn commitment uh you should be out here dating bruh live a life of abundance you should be not only talking to that chick you should be talking to other chicks if that if you're not committed to her you should be doing whatever the fuck you want you should be focusing on yourself school work your mental health all that shit trying to be the best version of yourself and attracting as many people as possible and dating and then somewhere down the line eventually that woman that you're talking to she's gonna ask you what it's happened to me every single time it never fails and it's funny because i brought this up in, on twitch one time too so i was like i, I was like, this is a good question I'll, I'll put it on wax i'll put it on the podcast and a lot of people a lot of dudes in the chat agreed with me if you really on your shit if you really and she really fucks with you and also you dicking her down right there's gonna come a point where she's gonna be like all right so what are we and you just going and if you feel like you're ready to commit to that woman then commit to her but you should never go into it looking to commit you should never be looking to commit to no woman you should be worrying about yourself you should be worrying about improving yourself living a life of abundance and also um i don't know just being a man is limitless bruh do your thing dog do your thing don't be worrying about having a damn girlfriend uh because once she becomes your girlfriend and you guys are dating long term then the goal becomes trying to date that person to become the to, to marriage or whatever and it's like can you you see yourself marrying that person right now i don't know just let shit happen go with the flow i say go with the flow that's all i say let it happen let her choose you you don't need to be choosing that's 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 what the women do anyways uh next question comes from dragon tilted and he says what is your take on cancel culture personally i think it's stupid since most of the time they do it to the wrong people but how do you feel about it um there's gonna be another on a popular opinion i think cancel culture is fucking stupid bro like is that shit is toxic cancel culture is really bad because people really people spend all their time bullying other people into apologizing something they for something they did years ago and then when that person apologizes they they accuse them of not being sincere about their apology so it's like what is your actual goal and that's kind of why i don't tweet a lot like this shit is just mentally unhealthy i think to, to do like that and also like niggas act like niggas is born perfect people make the reason I come across at least wise, I think, to some of y'all when I stream on Twitch or in this podcast is because I laid, I made a lot of mistakes in my life. Um, like this is this is actually a conversation that I've had. I'm, I'm cool with several um, gay dudes in, in the gaming community, and I've had several private conversations with these dudes, letting them know that like I have I um I don't say I have a fear, but I was like, don't be surprised if somebody tries to cancel me because I was like I used to say the f word all the time in my videos to the point where like. I recently like a month ago went back and looked at some of my older videos and the shit was just cringy as fuck but like i i never hated gay people i never had a problem with them it's just something that like i grew up and that's just something we said it, it, it was just something we said but i never had any hatred in my heart and it took my own it took my own audience checking me i found out that i have several uh gay people in my community a lot actually a lot of gay people um i have a lot of uh i, I have several trans people that watch me i was actually surprised by that shit um and i made them uncomfortable by constantly saying the f word and like all and like i guess like they had a meeting with like ethos or something in discord i wasn't in the meeting but ethos relate the message to me they was like they don't understand why you feel the need to say that like you could be an asshole they like that and all that shit but it's like it's just kind of disrespectful and you know what ethos came to me with the message that they gave me and i was like you know what i'm right i was like they're right i was like why the fuck do i need to say that i was like <laughs> and i changed i changed I because honestly there's no hatred in my fucking heart 
Like, I may not understand people's lifestyle completely, but I don't hate anybody. I don't give a fuck. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do with your damn body. I don't give a fuck. Um, so, like, I, so I changed that about myself. And like I, like I said, I've had several conversations with prominent gay people in the gaming community on Twitch. And I let them know that like, hey, you, and those videos are still up. You can go find them if you want to. I don't hide the shit because I, I, I want to show the maturity and the growth. There might come a time where somebody's going to try to cancel me. And like, I can't help but wonder, it's like, is the, like I changed as a person, my own audience changed, my own audience like checked me, I stopped. And it's like, y'all still gonna try to cancel me? Like I grew as a person, is the goal not to grow? Like, I don't, I don't understand the shit. Um, I think cancel culture is only acceptable for like certain things that you can't come back from. Like someone like R. Kelly, he needs to be canceled. The nigga's a pedophile, a weirdo and a creep. Uh, rapist, they gotta be canceled, people like that. But there's levels to this shit. There's level. I, I feel like the line between insensitivity and people who need to be straight up or straight up demons have been blurred. Uh, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, because <laughs> um, I, I know they ran Jenna Marbles off the Internet. I don't know what she said. I didn't I didn't look into it. But if I had to take an educated guess, she probably had some old videos where she said nigga in it or some shit like that. And from what I've seen, because I've seen plenty of clips, it's I can't believe I'm like defending a white woman. But it seems like she changed and she realized the errors are her ways. Um, and those videos were like 10 years old. And like, I've seen clips of her talking about white privilege because they was, I seen a clip of her talking about how, um, what do you think of white privilege and what, did you, what do, you, uh, do you think it exists? And she replied, and then like everybody at the table, because it was like a round table, every the round table was like, oh, don't answer that question, don't answer that question. And she was like, no, no, no. She's like, I'm comfortable answering the questions because she's like, I've grown. And she's like, me also me not answering and addressing this question is actually uh, perpetuating white privilege. It's actually encouraging it. She's like, and me not me acknowledging it, I like I'm just putting more power to it. I was like, that sounds like a person who's grown. That sounds like a person who's learned the error of their way. So it's like if we don't let's say people be acting like people were just born perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. And at what point do you do you learn to forgive people? I don't know. Um, I think cancel culture is stupid. Like I said in the beginning, y'all, y'all bully people into saying sorry, and then when they do, you say it's fake. So what's your fucking goal? I don't get it. Some people do need to be canceled, but a lot of I feel like we're teetering on, teetering on a line by confusing insensitivity with people who are straight up fucking demons. Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I don't like cancel culture. Um, eh, whatever, fuck it. That's why I keep to myself. That nigga's stupid. <laughs> um, uh, the next one, the next question comes from Dead Vice. And he said, uh, TBH, I've been dating a black girl for a year now, and I sympathize with a lot of things y'all been going that's been going on lately. As a Hispanic man, what are some things that I can do better to better understand the struggle in the history of black oppression? Asking her would come off as weird. Uh, shout out to you, you know, loving on a melanin queen. Um, I, I think the best answer I can come up for this question is kudos to you for actually trying to understand and being open minded. But asking her would not be weird because that's your significant other, correct? That's your partner. Uh, you're supposed to have like healthy dialogues. That's the only way you can grow. That's the that's the entire port. That's the entire purpose of a partnership. Just ask her whatever you think. What I will say is when you ask her, because black women can be very blunt. I don't want to say all women because all black women. I don't want to say the monolith, but a lot of them are very blunt. So don't be surprised if you hear some things about yourself or your people that you may not. Just keep an open mind because I'm not gonna lie. A lot of Hispanic people are racist. A lot of Asian people are racist towards black people. Um, and a lot of that has to do with white supremacy. Uh, a lot of, I think, Hispanic and Asian people have been brainwashed by white folks to hate black people. They use that good, um, they use that good, uh, what's the word? 
good uh la, 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 good immigrant that good immigrant theory theory no not theory the good immigrant plan on no not plan what's the word i'm looking for um i'll just say the good immigrant uh play basically what they say is like oh you know the mexicans came over the asian people came over and worked really hard why can't you be like that they used the positivities of his, the hispanic and the asian community to wage war against black people and call us lazy when our struggle was completely different because we we didn't come over here with a fucking credit line to own businesses and also asian and hispanic people historically although all, besides the maybe the the the, the railroads because asian people brought the asian people did build the railroads in america but for the most part um it's, it's it's not the same oppression uh black people went and fought in wars for this country and came back and couldn't get loans on businesses and homes versus a lot of asian people and hispanic people come to this country and are able to access things that black people still to this day cannot access um i mean most 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 cities in america are segregated like segregation honestly never ended uh legally it ended but keep that shit a buck I've been to almost every major U.S. city in America, and I'm sure a lot of you have traveled too. And don't, don't, because I hate that PC shit. Keep that shit a buck. There's a white side of town, and there's a black side of town. Segregation is still real. They just use classism to separate us, um, and they use the lack of opportunities. But segregation is still a thing. There are exceptions, like the area, like the Bay. A lot of Asians, black, and white people, they live together. Same thing with New York. A lot of different races live together. But most of the country is very segregated still. Um, so I would say keep an open mind because you're probably going to hear some people, some things about Hispanic people that you don't want to hear. You might have to learn. Like I said, you might have to learn to check your own family because they might have some racist uh, views on black people. Just keep an open mind and ask her whatever the fuck you want and keep an, and keep an open mind. Don't get defensive about the things because a lot of things are true. Like I had an Asian friend I was really cool with that I worked with when I was in high school. Uh, he was one of those B-boy Asians. Uh, so he loved black people. But he told me, you know, he said he said his dad was racist until he met me. Um, he said that he wouldn't I was the first black person that he ever let in his house because he was always afraid black people were going to rob them um, And then he learned from talking to me that like a lot of black people are actually very educated um, And a lot of the shit that they show on TV is bullshit. I was like, I know I know it's like, a, it, it's like a, it is what it is. I don't know. Just ask her man. That's your girl ask her uh, I, I doubt she'll get mad. I, I actually think she would appreciate it because you're keeping an open mind and you actually want to learn And then I'm pretty sure she'll start asking you questions about your culture and it creates a dialogue uh there you go just don't just don't get offended by some of the things she might say about hispanic people because um there's some truth to a lot of hispanics being racist um uh, but you gotta remember just because you're not racist doesn't mean your family is that being said i think she'll like it if you ask questions just keep an open mind and create a dialogue that's how we all learn from one another in kumbaya anyways next question comes from katie celine and he says, what is your view on diversity in esports? Do you think people of color or women are equally represented? Do you see any changes in the future with the social climate that we're in? Are we uh, in diversity in esports? No, we're not equally represented. No, not at all. There's not a lot of, I don't, I really don't know a lot of black players other than TSM, Daquan and, and Myth and Hamlins. I don't really don't know any other black. That being said, I'm kind of ignorant on esports. So it's kind of hard to, but based off what you're saying, you would agree with me. There's a lack of diversity in terms of people of color and women. Um, what I will say is there probably is some gatekeeping just like anything else in the gaming industry So it's harder to get in as a person of color. But what I will also say is we also have to make the effort to um, A lot of times we're last to things. This is something I said if you didn't catch my video um, Back in February, I got to speak on a panel um, about black excellence in gaming and that's something I don't know if I caught it on camera I don't know if it's in the video because it wasn't on my panel 
Yeah, it was. It didn't catch it on camera. Okay, so I spoke on a panel, but there were several panels during that Black History Month thing. And during somebody else's panel, I took the mic and I spoke to add to something that they were saying. And like, I'll put it on wax and say it on the podcast. If you want to see more representation, we're gonna have to encourage our black babies. I was like, I was like, all I see a lot of beautiful black children in the room. I said, and I was like, one thing we got to do as a black community is we got to stop dismissing people's goals and dreams just because it's not the norm. Um, a, 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 it's a lot of maybe black kids out here that want to get into esports and they really are at really good at games or they want to be game developers because they are interested in that type of stuff. But it's like a lot of us don't come from that type of background or those type of environments. So we're kind of ignorant to those situations. What I was saying to the parents is basically encourage. Long as your child is serious about being a professional gamer, you should encourage them um, and keep them on track and make sure they're doing the right thing to reach those goals. Read up on read up on what esports is in the community and, and how it's growing and how much money is involved. Because I bet you'll have to be a lot more interested if you knew. Um, I think we got to encourage our black babies to. Uh, Follow their dreams because there's other ways to get money. Who get, as long as you're doing something positive, who gives a fuck? Who fucking gives a fuck? That's what I would say. Um, and then to those who are in power, lift up your brothers and sisters so there can be more diversity. Um, that's all I got for you. Uh, the next one comes from Denmark Arik, and he says, How do you feel about white people voicing black characters? Yo, this was the number one question asked on my tweet when I said I was working on podcast notes. Like 15 people asked me the same question. So for those of you unaware, uh, news came out that a lot of prominent like white voice actors who have been in the industry for like 20 plus years are stepping down. Like the the person who voices uh, Cleveland and uh, what's it called? Uh, the, 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 the family guy is a white guy. And like a lot of black characters and cartoons are voiced by white people. And a lot of these voice actors are coming out and saying they're stepping down and they're going to leave those characters for black people. Um, so a lot of people were asking me, what do I think about this shit? This is going to be a very unpopular opinion. Me, I want to get into voice acting, but I don't want a handout. I don't want to be able to voice a character just because I'm black. Um, I absolutely think there needs to be more diversity in voice acting. Like, I know a lot of black people that want to get into voice acting. I think, but I think, and I, black people are not a monolith, but I think most black people would agree with me when I say that we're just looking for opportunity. I don't think it's, I think it's actually very dangerous for those white folks to step down from playing those characters because they feel like a black person should be the, that character. Cause it's also reinforcing the idea of like, let's say like you hear like an educated brother like me, like I was called an Oreo all my life, right? And then what do we say to that? Like, what is it, what do you mean I sound like I'm white when I speak? I feel like you're reinforcing those stereotypes that like a black person is supposed to sound a certain type of way. Um, when you say that only a black person is supposed to voice a black character. Uh, so like that doesn't make sense to me. I think it should go to the best person because at the end of the day, it's fucking cartoons. Who gives a fuck? We don't all have the same voice. Um, if anything, I do think there needs to be more diversity in the voice acting community because it's a very small community. But I don't think anybody wants handouts. Don't nobody want to play a character just because they black. Um, if anything, if those white people wanted to help, like teach people how to get into the community because it's a very insular community, a very Illuminati hush hush. Got to be in the know and right know the right people. Why not hold workshops teaching people how to get into the fucking community, how to create a proper proper demo reel, so that we can create uh so that we can compete on an even playing field. That's what I would say. Um, because like if I get a character, I want to know it's because I'm the best. I'm the best at the, for that job or whatever. Um, granted, some people have biases. Some people are racist, so they're not gonna hire you because your ass is black. But a bunch of white voice actors stepping down from black characters because they feel like black people should play it. I don't think that's the solution. 
um i think we as a society need to all just do our part and do better to create opportunity for everybody let's all start at the same point of the race let's see who's the best voice actor that's what i would say um i don't know i think i think it's stupid that they're doing that uh but i would like to see more black voice actors more more voice actors period of uh, different types of ethnic um the next question comes from Adele, uh, a deal or no deal. And he says, why do people look down on self-promotion so much? It's like they love to see a content creator grow, but they don't want to support the creator's efforts to reach a bigger, wider audience that might fuck with, may fuck with your content. I don't think people hate self-promotion. I think people, I don't think people hate self-promotion. I think people hate self-promotion when it's not on their own platform. Um, I think a lot of people don't understand like how to, how to properly promote themselves. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like you come in my Twitch chat and you promote your stream, I'm gonna ban you. Like if, if you're a regular in my chat and you'd be like, hey, I just started streaming, uh, would you mind sharing my link? Maybe I would, because I see that you're supporting me. But like one thing you have to understand as a new content creator is people don't build their platform so you can stand on it. They built their platform so that they can stand on it. Their family can stand on it and they can feed it, but it's not for you. If they choose to share it with you, you're blessed, but it's not for you. And I honestly hate that shit when I'm streaming and people come in, I, I could be playing Apex Legends and I'll have like 1,200 people watching me and somebody will come in and they'll be like, hey, I'm he's like, I'm streaming right now. Come check out my stream. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Nobody came to my stream to watch you. Um, it's also annoying when people do that shit on Twitter. It'll be a fire ass tweet and then you scroll down on the thread and the first the first reply is somebody's mixtape or something. Like motherfuckers could be talking about politics and shit. Niggas is dropping links to their mixtapes and shit. It's one of those things. It's like read the room, promote yourself on your own platform, but don't use other people's platforms. Nobody hates self-promotion. People hate self-promotion on other people's platforms. Remember back in the day on MySpace? At least I'm, I'm old enough to remember this. Back in MySpace, um, there used to be this thing where people would post a picture and then um, people used to be able to embed their video player on people's pictures. That shit was the one of the most obnoxious forms of self-promotion. You think that shit is healthy? You used to, you used to go on a page of some fine-ass model with a big booty on MySpace. You scroll down to read the comments. And freaking it would be a video player or some dude's um, mixtape and the thing is like myspace had autoplay back then so it was a way to gain the system and get more listens just post your just embed your fucking player on somebody's popular picture but it was slowing down the page it was doing all the other shit people do that on twitter like i said they promote their mixtapes people come in the streams people come in the comment section of people's youtube videos promoting no remember it i did not build my platform so that you can stand on it that goes the same for every other content creator. Build your own platform. It took me, I'm just now starting to make some money. It took me 12 years to start making some money. Why can't it take you 12 years? Everybody wants, everybody wants the result. Don't nobody want to put in the work. Um, the next question comes from Straw Hero. And he says, do you ever feel like you can't be vocal about some personal views and beliefs as far as race or morals about dealing with people and companies? Cause it feels like it will hinder your future. Yeah, um, I can be very quiet because I feel like I have a lot of unpopular opinions and I feel like like in the black community or quick throw that word coon around when they don't agree with you. Like to me, cooning was when you're throwing your own people under the bus and shucking and jiving for the white man um, and you're you're hindering the better of your own people. But like, I feel like cooning has become on Twitter or social media period when one black person disagrees with another. Oh, you a coon. And it makes it hard to have like a dialogue. It's like it's it's such a it's such a unintelligent response. It's like expand your vocabulary. So like it makes me not want to talk about anything unless they're like private conversations with people. Um, Cause like this is one thing I was talking about on uh, 
I was talking about on, on stream one time. I feel like a lot of black people don't realize most of y'all are conservative and you don't even realize it. You hold conservative values. I'm pretty sure most of you will say that you prefer a smaller government, um, lower taxes, um, stuff like that. Uh, but then like, you know, a lot of black people also lean liberal too, including myself. I'm like somewhere in the middle. Uh, socially, you're more liberal, but a lot, a lot of black people don't realize that they're fiscally conservative. And um, like when you bring up that type of stuff, they might call you a coon. But I, I, but then also the Republicans are racist too. Most, most, not most, but a lot of Republicans are racist. Where am I going with this? It's hard to have a dialogue. Like we as black people, a lot of times we say we're not a monolith. Uh, but then when somebody has a different opinion, you call them a coon. And what you guys fail to realize is when you do that, not only are you hindering hindering a healthy conversation and development within our own community, you're actually reinforcing the idea that we are a monolith that the black vote is one, we're all gonna vote for one thing or we're all gonna agree on one thing. Let people disagree with you. As long as motherfuckers is, is respectful, who gives a fuck, bro? Chill out with that shit. Learn to hear other people's perspectives. A lot of times, um, like I said, um, I, I talked about this on Twitch. I've been listening to, cause a lot of people was asking me, do I watch red pill videos? And I'm like, no. But then recently I started watching them cause people suggested them. Um, I, I've watched uh, Steph is Cold, uh, Alpha Male Strategies. I've watched Better Bachelor before that. He's like he's a white dude. The other two are black dudes. I don't know why I brought up he's a white dude. But I've been watching a bunch of different like red pill content, and I agree. I tend to agree with a lot of things that they say about being on your purpose and not chasing women and just worrying about yourself, and you'll naturally attract people. But then there's some things that they say, and I'm like, mm, you sound like a pimp. But just because I don't agree with everything that they say doesn't mean some of the stuff that they're saying. I try to. What I'm trying to say is. I try to extract the lessons out of everybody that I can. I try to have an existential experience. I may not agree with everything that you're saying, but like a broken clock is right twice a day. That doesn't mean you still can't learn something from that. And I feel like a lot of people live in an echo chamber. Um, they want to, they want, a lot of people want to fuck with somebody that they completely agree with. And that shit is weird to me because you'll never, you'll never grow. Like I'd be talking to my girl when she says shit to me and like, I may not agree in the moment, but then I sit on it and I come back and I'll be like, you know what? You're right. And it's like, if you don't learn to sit on something, you'll never learn and try to like hear somebody else's perspective. You'll never learn and you'll never grow as a person. So yeah, I do have a hard time like being vocal. Uh, so, I don't know, it, it depends on what day. Some days I'd be like, fuck it, I'm gonna just talk like on this podcast. But then there's other days where I don't wanna talk about shit. So I, I, the moral of what I'm trying to say is, cause I feel like I'm rambling is, um, and this is just a challenge to like my, my brothers and sisters out there. When you quick to call somebody a coon because they disagree with your opinion, understand that you're reinforcing the ideology that black people are a monolith and black people be quick to say that black people are not a monolith. We all think differently and do it. Well, let people think differently. As long as they being respectful, chill out, chill the fuck out. Um, the next question I got comes from Cyber Kitty and they say, what are some changes you would like to see on Twitch or YouTube and make in terms of making the platform better for creators? Um, at the end of the day, one thing people like black creators got to realize is Twitch is a gaming platform. It's an entertainment platform. So it's always entertainment first. That being said, there's a lot of racist pricks in the gaming community. So at bare minimum, I think one thing they can do is um, there's no reason why. Like, so there was a clip of Gypsy. Like she got upset because somebody came in their chat and they followed her and her, the dude's username was George, George, George Floyd's neck. There's no reason why somebody's username should exist like that or like um, nigger hunter on Twitch or something. They should ban all fucking racist names. You shouldn't be able to make a racist name on Twitch. Also, um, normalize black faces too. if they normalize. Like, I don't think a lot of white people understand, like niggas is not looking to take over everything. We're just looking for equal opportunity. 
Um, and if you if you show more black faces, you'll be less likely to get people spamming in the trihex emote. Oh, look a black guy! Like it won't become like a fucking joke because you're used to seeing black people. But like I said earlier, like things are still very segregated to the point where like a black face is shown in media and niggas get it. Like the Pauls and Timmys of the world get excited and think it's funny, like it's a joke. This shit is weird. Like at bare minimum, I think they need to normalize black faces. They need to put more black faces. Uh, on the platform is shown and i mean all black faces because i'm gonna keep it a buck with you um twitch twitch's diversity is corporate diversity and what i mean by that is they only showcase certain types of black creators um and certain types of creators period fuck being black um and you know what i'm talking about when you look at them twitch ambassadors i have no problem with nobody but i don't like the fact that like i'm not gonna lie i look at like the twitch ambassadors and some of the people that they promote and i'm like where's the masculine black dude where's just the regular everyday masculine black dude they always they always propping up flamboyant people and i'm like well, what about just the regular everyday dude what about the regular everyday woman like i feel like diversity should represent every different aspect of life not just people who are um considered like minorities within minorities if that makes sense like subgenres within subgenres yeah make space for everybody um so i think normalizing black faces and all types of black faces at that um because i'm not gonna lie fucking people didn't believe me when i tweeted it out i guess i kind of kept it to myself i don't know if I, I brought this up on the podcast that was a couple years ago 2018 uh, i was featured in twitch's black history month celebration um, they featured me on the front page as well as like they put together a montage of clips from black creators explaining why what what black history means to them and they pissed me off because and this is a hard lesson if you guys want a lesson listen to this shit I learned a hard lesson here 2018 they pissed me off because in the video so they, they sent me like a list of questions and they asked me you know who are some of your heroes some of your black heroes what does black history mean to you all these different questions and on the question for my my, my influential black history heroes i stated that i look up to the black panthers and i look up to malcolm x um and i and and like i explained because you know white people hate fucking there's this fake ass narrative that been put on malcolm x as well as the black panthers and I explained it to them in the video. I said, I love the Black Panthers because um, they created after school programs as well as before school programs where they fed the kids. They created programs for the community. I was like, it's one of the most American things you could think of. They were uplifting their own community. But, you know, the FBI, let me stop before I get shot. They waged war against the fucking Black Panthers and created a smear com campaign and, and false narratives. Um, a lot of uh, fun fact, the NRA became pro gun control when um, the Black Panthers started walking around with rifles patrolling and shit but that's beside the point that's the only time the nra has ever been pro gun control uh i'm getting too real for you i'm getting too real for you so yeah i said malcolm x and the black panthers then i broke down various reasons why they were influential to me and why they're so important to black people um and they edited all that shit out you know what they put in the you know what they put in that video uh they they left in there when i brought up martin luther king and that shit pissed me off I'm like, wow, I sit, I sat there and spent like five because I really broke it down why they're important to the black community and why they're influential to me. And all they all you know what they you know what the white folks do. All they put in the video is Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, because it's the safe answer and shit. Um, so it's like not only normalize black faces on these platforms, but actually give different black voices an opportunity to speak, because I personally feel like Twitch was trying to suppress my voice. I'm saying that real shit. Um, and that's why they low-key kind of pissed me off too because they put out a tweet talking about black lives matter and i remember looking at that shit i'm like does it does it or does it only matter when it fits your corporate agenda your corporate diversity agenda um 
motherfuckers what i'm trying to get is motherfuckers hate a strong black man and i'm not i'm never gonna apologize i am a masculine black man and i'm never gonna apologize i do feel like there's a war against us and i'm not gonna apologize for that shit and i'm on your ass to it i'm gonna have whenever i fucking get a chance to get have dinner with some of the staff i'm gonna have a conversation about that shit that bullshit they be on normalized black faces all black faces from all walks of life um as well as other races too fuck that shit all races like quit trying to paint a certain type of picture this is real niggas on deck anyways uh, <laughs> you know, the next question comes from on and they say hey tbh i want to get in the headspace to start video editing it's kind of taking me a while to get get to it due to the paywalls for like adobe and stuff what are some other apps you can recommend or should i just get into it beginner tips uh i added on final cut pro i think it's 300 dollars up front after that you get all the updates for free adobe's trash it used to be one fee up front and now it's like $50 a month for Adobe Premiere. That shit is trash to me, but if y'all pay for it, more power to you. Um, the only recommendation I could come up with you for, uh, if you don't wanna pay for a video editor, but you want some powerful tools, just as powerful as Adobe Premiere or Final Cut, um, there's a new, what the fuck? Oops, I, I, the, the, I spelled it wrong, I'm sorry, y'all. DaVinci Resolve, there's, a, there's an editing program that's becoming a new, I don't want to say a new industry standard, but a lot of people are converting over in the industry. It's called DaVinci Resolve. This software is totally free. I'm showing it on the screen, youtube.com slash the Black Okage. Totally free. Um, a lot of people who create films in Hollywood are starting to switch over to DaVinci Resolve. It's becoming an industry standard and it's totally free. You get all the powerful tools that the paid services do, but it's free. And this is not for Mac. Wait, is it? It might be. I know it's for PC. Well, let's see, let's go to download. Uh, oh wait, yeah, so it's for Windows and Mac, as well as Linux. Um, and you see it has everything, fucking multi-user collaboration, stereotopic 3D tools, bunch of different effects, a, a grain, uh, great film grading, color grading, my bad. Film grading, blur, like it, it gives you all the process. This is what professionals are using and switching over. But what I will say to you is, you say you wanna learn video editing, this is a powerful tool. This is something I, I told myself I'm gonna teach myself to use eventually too. I will say to you, you are diving into the deep end if you try to use DaVinci Resolve. This is not a piece of software that's for beginners. Um, so I would highly recommend that you go on YouTube and watch DaVinci Resolve, um, DaVinci Resolve uh, like tutorials, or you can go to skillshare.com slash Okage. You'll get two free months. They have high quality courses over there on how to use DaVinci Resolve. But if you want something for free, that's gonna give you a lot of power. I would suggest checking out this application. You see, I'm just scrolling through it. You see, this shit look powerful, don't it, bro? Anything that I do in Final Cut, you can do in DaVinci Resolve, probably more. The only difference is you don't have to pay for it. Um, so I would recommend checking out DaVinci Resolve. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version, it's spelled D-A-V-I-N-C-R-E-S-O-L-V-E, DaVinci Resolve. Um, that's the only thing, a recommendation I know that there are other, let's look it up, free editing software there are other free softwares but none of them are like like industry standard type qualities here's some here's a list of free ones da -da 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 -da. uh the 14 best free video editing software programs so they recommend open shot this shit looks like trash i wouldn't recommend that movie maker fuck out of here light works no don't don't listen to this article they don't know what the fuck they're talking about i would i would recommend see the way they put davinci resolve at number eight this is actually, this is how I know this was a good recommendation. You can't see the number right there. There we go. DaVinci Resolve at number eight. This is how I know this is a good recommendation. Those other ones they recommended look like trash software. 
I've I've been hearing about DaVinci Resolve for a while. I actually have it on my computer. I opened it up. I can tell you right now it is powerful. It is a powerful piece of software. But another reason I know this is the right recommendation to make to you is because eight is my lucky number. On this article, they recommended it eighth. For those of you unaware, I'm not very superstitious, but eight is my lucky number because I was born August 8th. August is the eighth month, so my birthday is 8-8. Eight, eight. Also, when I played sports, my jersey number was eight. When I played soccer as well as wrestling, total coincidence. I'm always, I've always been surrounded by the number eight. Um, there's a couple other things, but then I'd be giving locations away and shit, but, um, oh, well, I can give this away too. Also, when I lived in DC, I lived on 8th Street, which I thought was really weird. <laughs> I lived on 8th Street. Um, that, that, that's not the point. That's how I know this is a good recommendation because the number eight recommended. I'm sorry my superstition came into play, but whatever. Check out DaVinci Resolve. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Two more questions. Ozone asks, what got you into wrestling when you were younger? My dad. Um, this is a simple one. My dad. Uh, I never actually wanted to be a wrestler. I used to be a soccer player, but once I, puberty hit me, um, I, my body's weird. When puberty hit me, most, most people, when puberty hits them, they grow like taller. When puberty hit me, my shoulders got wider um, and I got like really strong. I'm a very naturally strong person on top of the weightlifting that I do. He was like, you're going to be a wrestler. I was like, I don't want to do that. I play soccer. What the fuck? Um, he's like, no, you're going to wrestle and you, you go to middle school and high school. And lo and behold, I was actually good at it. I only did it because my dad. Um, eighth grade year, I was county champion. And then in high school, I was ranked in the region as well as the state. Like, I never actually liked wrestling. I was just good at it. And he was right. So that's what got me into it. I got the life, the life lesson I would try to, and I got a lot of really good life lessons out of wrestling. I never enjoyed it as a sport, but I did get a lot of life lessons out of it about hard work and what it means. Um, so I guess if I can give you a moral of the story is keep an open mind. Just because you feel like it's not for you doesn't mean it won't, it can't be for you. Um, you can extract a lesson from everywhere. And the last but not least, uh, Lonely Gamer asked, did you ever make any mistakes on streaming? What were your mistakes? The only mistake I ever made during streaming, I think, is um, not, start, not starting soon enough. Uh, if you if you follow me, so those of you unaware, nowadays, in my opinion, my stream is bigger than my YouTube. Like my stream is really popping right now, it's growing. Um, but back in the day, like YouTube used to be more of my focus. Uh, and if you've been around since the YouTube days, you know I was. People used to ask me to stream on Twitch when it first came out, but I was adamant. I was like, I'm fuck Twitch. I'm never streaming on that platform. I, I literally used to remember, I used to say to myself, I was like, why the fuck would I want to sit here and talk to niggas all day and want, let niggas watch me play video games? Like, I'd rather just edit a video and keep it moving, you know what I'm saying? But eventually I broke down. I changed my mind. I was like, I'll try it. Um, I really I, I really haven't be, I, I just became a consistent streamer over the last maybe year. I used to stream like once and then disappear for two weeks, come back. But um, I think I think the biggest mistake that I made in terms of streaming is not starting soon enough. I was very resistant. It's funny, too, because this actually goes into um, the question before when I was telling dude how I got into wrestling. Keep an open mind because you can learn or you can gain something from something, even though you're not into it. Just keep an open mind on new experiences. Um, I can't help but wonder. I started Twitch TV came out in 2011. I joined 2013. So two years later, I can't help but wonder where I would be if I joined Twitch in 2011. Because a lot of people don't know, a lot of the biggest streamers on Twitch, is, they're big because they were grandfathered in. It's not because they're interesting. They, they, they joined the platform right when it first came out, and it was a time investment, and it paid off over time. It has nothing to do with talent. Um, and that's why I be trying to tell black, black folks, we got to get better at trying to predict you know, trends and hopping on them early because it pays off. You get what's called being grandfathered in. When you're the only, when you're the only option, people are going to go to you. But when you have lots of competition, then you have to compete with people and become the best. Um... 
So I can't help but wonder where I would be if I started in 2011 versus 2013. Um, which, and it's funny I say that too, because a lot of streamers complain. Motherfucker's been streaming for two months. Man, I can't grow. I need a million viewers. I need a million dollars. Like, bro, you've been streaming for six months. You've been streaming for a year. You've been streaming for two years. You've been streaming for three years. You have not been streaming that long. Chill the fuck out. And you want everything that you want everything that the people who've been streaming since 2011 got. You should have put in the work back then. The reality is your ass didn't start streaming till you saw it was money involved. People don't want to have that conversation. And that that's not a that's not a white, that's not a black thing, that's a people thing. A lot of you niggas do not want to be honest with yourself. You started streaming, fuck all that community shit. I do it for my community. You saw it because it was money involved. I don't sit here and lie. I like doing podcasts because Yes, it's a form of therapy for me to sit here and rant and ramble, but I make good money on my podcast, too. I like making money. I think the difference is I'm not a complainer and I try to provide a quality product. Niggas is delusional. They get on my fucking nerves. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's all I got on my damn podcast notes. I'm tired of ranting and raving and we're well over an hour. Once again, I was because this is the third show I've done in a week. I was actually scared I would have nothing to talk about. And once again, we went on a tangent and a rant and went well over an hour. Every week, I'm always worried when I look at my podcast. Because if you see my podcast notes, they're not that long compared to like the GI podcast. But somehow I find a way to stretch it out. So I'm just patting myself on the back. Anyways, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to rate Hokage Thoughts five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps move my show up the algorithm, which helps bring in new listeners. It's really dope, too. I've actually had several people say on my Twitch stream, hey, uh, I actually found you from the podcast um, and I came over to the Twitch stream to see what it was about. So that's really dope to hear that new people are finding me through Spotify and Apple's algorithms because you guys are hitting five stars on Apple Podcasts. Do that for me if you haven't already. And also, if you want to financially support the show, send your donations over to dollar sign the Black Hokage 08. You can send a dollar, you can send a hundred, you can send a thousand. It really doesn't matter. I appreciate anybody who financially supports me. If you really fuck with the show and you just want to Throw a little something my way. It's dollar sign the Black Okage 08 on Cash App. If you're on YouTube, it'll be right there on the top left to where I'm pointing. Other than that, that's all I got on my show notes. Um, I will see you guys on the next episode of... Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening, too. I will see you guys on the next episode of Okage Thoughts.